0: Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you, you're listening to Cup of Parenting Podcast. And I'm your host, Aisha, a pediatric speech and language therapist, mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. He says, He said, Oh, but the whole family's helping you, and I said, But that's good because it's training for the girls for the future. It is definitely like
1: like how much how much because it's, it's it's ultimately like carrying through an entire project from start to finish absolutely. and there's a level of doing it
0: the confidence the accountability there's you know yeah. there's, there's so many skills involved in just that absolutely because say we gave out activity packs so I think what would I want my children to get I'll, mm. I'll make really good quality and it says obviously the terms and conditions stipulate that you have to give good quality packs so even that took about 10 trips to the shop, but it's, it's really good. Like financial skills. You teach the children, like you've got to make a pack. It's got to be worthwhile. It's got to have activities in it that they can actually do in the holidays. Um, so when, when the inspector came out to ask and I showed him pictures, he was so impressed. And I said, actually, I'm going to get the children. I'm going to give my packs out right at the end and actually ask the children to write or share some of their experiences in any form that they feel suitable whether that's a poem or a written piece or even a drawing for the little ones so we can see what part of the trip hung out with them, well resonated with them the most and one of the things he was saying is it's not just about sports because the funding sort of they call it sports but he said it's anything enrichment mm. which is really good because I always think you know normally you'd might maybe you'd go to theme parks or you'd go out or I know some people visit relatives and that's all they do is they go into town and then they just sit in the houses with the relatives whereas i would always think that but would you not want to take them out to some key landmarks i don't know i would like yeah a bit of history a bit of culture of where you live and whatnot get something for the kids to do and i think that's what it's about um even at the science center it's quite big so we did some of it and then sat down we gave them all lunch we had lunch together which was nice they gave us a room to pray which was super lovely. Um, upstairs where it was quiet and it's like a massive soft play but the way they've made it is there's a there's a miniature shop there's a miniature um kitchen you know all the things kids love to play um there's a lego section where somebody's made an entire airport out of lego which i thought was incredible like a little terminal (laughs) there are little people inside as well so i thought just anything to evoke kids curiosity do you know what i mean so they can ask questions and does how like, long can I ask how long like did it take you to like plan that's a good question so from when I did the application you have to sort of wait till the application gets approved and then you get 80% of the funding and then you use it and then you give you your data and then you get the other 20% so you have to bear in mind you only got 80% to go with first every day maybe it took me a couple of hours but probably because I've done it so many times before so it's daunting but In all honesty, the way I do any of my projects, Salima, is I can see the end result in my mind before I begin and I work Mm. backwards. I I imagine what's it going to be, right? So this is what we're going to do on this day. So I go backwards, right? We need somebody to do the catering. We can allocate this much money for that. We need to book this many seats. And there's all those kids who either drop off or join on till the day of the event. So you just have to keep a mental calculation, (laughs) of that you get numbers adding on or numbers being minus. So you just have to give and take a few. But I think once you've done it a few times, you get the confidence because a lot of big venues say it's fine to add a couple of people on, on the day, don't worry. Then you've got the added COVID rules. So, so yeah, it definitely yeah. took a couple of hours. So if we didn't, for the activity packs, we had to physically go to the shops. I think we went five times because the register kept getting bigger and there was more than 40 at the end. Um... And trying to put things together but just for the trips themselves it wasn't too bad because I made I'd make phone calls get estimations on price and then obviously sort of work out a budget and then they would say put down a deposit for x number of kids and then it's just the logistics side of it so when we went pottery for example they said it's not about how many kids you bring it's about how much physical capacity we've got so we've only got so many chairs I think there were 36 kids in there alhamdulillah yesterday um They said as long as the parents don't mind standing up, and I said that was fine. But she wrote a really nice email last night saying you were such an organized and lovely group because it is quite a big group, isn't it? Bringing thirty-six kids to pottery shop where they've got all the items out. But I think the kids loved it, and I—I I tell you what was interesting: we could have pre-chosen what they were going to pay or we could have allowed them to. And I said, oh, "I'm going to set a budget per head." So let them choose. And it's really interesting, like the variety of things the children chose. I thought everybody would go for cups and plates, but they didn't. My own little youngest one chose a rooster. So, yeah, (laughs) the lady came around and said, what have you chosen? She's only three. She really confidently went chicken. I -hmm. thought, oh, I can't ask her to do something else. She just said it with such passion. And some of the kids did, like, little penguins and things. Some did trinket boxes. Some did do mugs and plates. But even that, I think it's nice to give them the choice, do you know what I mean? So then mm. you see what interests them. And, yeah, they're and really They also good. get to try something different. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. You think it's straightforward. Like, you don't think of, even, like, for pottery, the process. So even for painting, you might think that you just... Get the items and just paint them, whereas um, she went through the instructions before. So first you have to sand. So she gave five, five minutes for everyone to sand, and the tables are really beautifully laid out with all the colors. They were all color labeled, and then they had a plate showing you what the colors look like on the finished product because it's quite deceptive when you see them in the bottles. And then how if you do one layer, it looks washed out. Second layer looks okay. Third layer is if you want a really bold color, and then the tools that go into it as well. There's like different obviously wow. so it's quite deep then it's quite oh, like... definitely. yeah yeah definitely so some of the children started off by by getting a pencil and drawing their patterns on some of them just you know the little ones just started painting away mm. but that kept them busy it's a nice thing that kept them busy for a few hours yeah, so
1: it's really interesting alhamdulillah like today we're kind of talking about like you've done this like event and stuff for the kids um because weirdly enough subhanallah i actually um a few weeks ago secured a grant as well to do something for the community and i've never done anything yeah so like this is like so cool like (laughs) you know this conversation yeah like subhanallah like i kind of open this conversation so we can have these talks because
0: that's great i've never done
1: anything in the community like this ever yeah yeah but i know that because obviously um one of the things i really want to work with is try and help people who are like chronic sufferers with various conditions try and just heal emotionally and that ultimately improves their suffering right Uh, it alleviates some of that so um and that's what I want to do so it's like how or what do I do how do I do it all of that hasn't happened yet yeah. They've said to me that as long as you do it before July, it's absolutely fine. And so they've given me the funding and stuff and that's like they've approved it. So Alhamdulillah, like, yeah. it's all good. But there's obviously a part of me that's always like, mm, should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? Yeah. Is it this way? Should I do yeah. it that way? Um, and again, it's also like the quantity, like, or should I focus on try and get loads of people and do like, you know, yeah, thing or just focus on a more intimate group um, and actually just try and go deeper yeah um, so you know those are the kind of
0: I think you should definitely have a cut off somewhere otherwise you know you could be forever and it, it just it's, it's it turns into a bit of a um, logistical nightmare then so I would definitely say start with maybe a smaller group and just go for it choose one idea and you know the more you do the more you realize what works well and what doesn't some trips are really straightforward and easy to organize and some of them you might think Like out of all the different things I did, like so, you know, we did skating and and the the science centre and the pottery and things. I wouldn't have thought the pottery would have been as popular as it was. So I think you you might think one thing's going to be great and another one not so. But until you do it, you never know. And I think to be completely honest with you, because it's not something that's done so often, I always find that everyone's really appreciative, whatever you do, because it's that community element, you know, getting people together, which Mm. doesn't matter what you do. That's um, a massive thing. And that's a much needed thing. Like, I wish if I had the capacity, I could do it in all the cities. Do you know what I mean? In an ideal world. And obviously people do do it. And I asked him, I said, we cover Newcastle upon time, because that's what our grant stipulates that you have to However, I said, we know people from different areas of the Northeast who also approach me. And he said, oh, let me know like where exactly they're from. And I'll put you in touch with the organizers of those places. But it's about getting the word of mouth out because you think like even myself or people from our community, we're not going to go online and go onto the council website and then find things. Normally, Mm -hmm. people don't do that. It is through word of mouth and trying to get those community hard to reach communities um and let them know this is this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it so yeah no that's exciting definitely put a few ideas down and just go for it yeah I think
1: this is it I
0: just need to just do it it doesn't really matter how it goes yeah it will go fine yeah
1: do you know what I know that when I get into it yeah I get into it because once you get going you know what you're doing in it like stuff you already know and
0: And the other thing is people start forward to offer to help so so like I started this off on my own and um I probably asked more my family to help me but as we got started people started coming forward and even on the day oh do you need help with this or do you need help with that I don't mind and that's really, really nice because you got people putting the food packs together. Cause like I said, we gave we gave um free, healthy, hot meal to all the children. Well, so say yesterday the meals came as they were finishing pottery, so I timed it like that, and then they came in and then somebody had to bag them up. Well, two of the mums really kindly just whilst they were chatting to each other, the kids were paying packed up about 40 meals for me. So that was something I didn't even have to do. So I thought that was really nice. And then somebody, another mom, started dishing them out. So there's all those people who come forward and say, do you need a bit of help? Or I can help you with that. Or what about this suggestion? We might, you know, they might even come out with ideas that you hadn't even thought of. So I think that's It's really nice. In terms of end of the year, Halima, what do you, do you do anything for your planning for next year? Or do you just sort of roll along <laughs> into January? Do you have a, do you have a period where you have to stop? I do like, so I've done this, project now this winter project then I feel like I have to have like a few days or a week of doing not very much to to let my mind rest if you get what I mean
1: yeah and I think that's a smart thing to do um especially if you're gonna start doing something else yeah in the future you need to kind of have a mental break and otherwise you will just kind of going to burn out.
0: but um
1: I normally I do normally I kind of um, plan ahead and stuff but this year I've been rolling with the punches so I'm just continually rolling with the punches <laughs> um I've obviously there's like I've taken certain times off so obviously mm-hmm. like when my husband's home and stuff like that da-da-da-da. so I've taken a few days scheduled mm-hmm. off um but other than that I'm just like um going through with it because I'm I'm okay like I haven't Uh, i've had a pretty chilled out quarter of the year anyway Mm -hmm. um so for me i don't need that kind of mental rest
0: that's interesting Um, because one of my business coaches said that that they'd designed their business in such a way alhamdulillah that in the last quarter they were just taking it easy
1: yeah i guess that is it's also because it's winter time Hmm. and like you feel kind of like deflated you know like it's like oh I just want to snuggle up and you know it's that kind of we don't have sunshine so we don't feel as uplifted
0: yeah that's
1: true you know and like it is that kind of season where the bugs and stuff start coming about kids start getting ill and stuff like that and these things like we can't really control so it's like well okay what other things can we control so that we know it's gonna happen and it's gonna pop up when we're like really busy and stuff and hmm. we just kind of have to just pause put pause and everything and deal with the kids to deal with home or just you know get better ourselves um so like it's you know it's just winter it's just a way it is, isn't it so it's just yeah. well what can we do around that but i think for me because obviously like i've been promoting my new platform and stuff it's mm-hmm. just
0: how's that going by the way you're, you're-
1: alhamdulillah it's good i think it's hard to communicate mm-hmm. to people what it actually is because. Mm it's platform but i'm gonna give you i'm gonna coach you on how to implement the platform for your business and get it running because a lot of the times you start using it using it you're paying for it months and months and months mm-hmm. but you don't get the return or maybe eventually you start seeing returns like so mm-hmm. much down the line um but that kind of entire learning period could have you could have been supported through that um if that makes sense and help you to get rolling, rather than spending all that time and energy just trying to figure things out, Um, when that could have just been a supported thing.
0: Mm. But
1: here, this this is what you can do. This is what you should do. Yeah, because that's what people come to me for. Like, you know, how do I do this, Halima? How do I market? How do I sell this? How do I? Which way should I do this? And, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna give you the platform with everything you're gonna need. Here's mm-hmm. the platform, and I'm gonna coach you on it. And that's basically it. And it means you're paying like a similar price to what you would pay for the platform anyway, but now you actually get a guided mentorship and coaching through it Um, with questions that you don't really get. Like when you go onto the tech support of platforms, you know, they, they'll they just, here's the SOP and this is how you do it. But yes. sometimes you need someone to understand what you're trying to achieve through, yeah. through doing that. And what is the best way to do that? And just having that insight is is, is basically like giving business coaching with mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's obviously a quite new thing.
0: I was going to um, say that's quite new, isn't it? But they're saying that it's quite it's a niche that's going to gain popularity with with people going online for things now. Anyway, would you would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, like everyone, a lot of people are coming online now, and especially with COVID, that's what. You know people have been rushing online, um, but there's so much noise in the online space in mm. terms of you know, do this and do that and do this and do that, and you just think, What am I supposed to do? Like, you know, do I follow this person or that person, or do I just stick to what I'm doing? And sometimes you, you this, I uh, think, this is why we kind of hire coaches, we like, we need someone to help us cut through the noise, yeah.
0: Um,
1: so essentially, that's that's what it is so it's like yeah i'll give you the tools but i'll also give you the coaching and it means that you don't have to then be spending all of these like things that just keep adding up adding up because you spend one thing on one platform you spend another thing on the platform etc like it it just adds up and then you pay for coaching separately and we know like coaching is quite high end yeah um especially one-on-one coaching which is great and stuff But some people just need a
0: bridge
1: first. Um, That's good that you
0: identified that gap and um, obviously created something for people. So that's really exciting. And then how's your holistic therapy part of your business going? So the past few weeks, well, since
1: obviously I've been launching this, I've just put that on hold because I know that when I split my attention, yeah. Then you can't give 100% to just yeah. the one thing so I'm like right I'm just gonna focus on this I'm just gonna get a few people on there using it and stuff and get them settled and then I can switch back and then when I'm ready to have a break, I can switch back and I can just do it like that for a little while mm-hmm. um until I, I decide how I want to kind of proceed on further but yeah but I think that's a lot of the year has been split attention and I've realised that my progress has been slower than what it could have been. Mm. So this is why, especially like over this, and I think this is why the Christmas period hasn't felt so overwhelming. Yeah. It's because I have only had the one thing to focus on. Yeah so it doesn't feel like I'm doing so much well before I'd be like I need to do this with this client and this holistic with this client and Mm -hmm. do this marketing thing with another client and so it was just higgledy-piggledy all over you have to know your strengths as well right like yeah Yeah. you know what I mean like say if if you're someone that's always juggling it yeah and you're good at that (laughs) Yeah, yeah um like your brains mentally like adapt to it, right?
0: I think it does. I think I think the way my brain works, so say we did this holiday fund. I think my brain works like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, I said I see the end product and I just put the pieces into place. And in my mind, I know exactly what I'm doing and what it needs to be done. Do
1: you know what? I love that because I use that to everyone. Like when I'm talking about marketing and stuff, yeah, yeah. in like it, I say exactly the same. Like I see <laughs> it as a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Literally but yeah if it works for you it yeah. works for you but again yeah then I guess then for you it's so important when you said that you need to have that kind of few days week off yeah yeah,
0: yeah. then you're aware
1: of that that you know that you need to have that break and as yeah. long as you have that mental break I guess you
0: know yeah Cause I think because the way the way this particular funding works is they give it to you they started off only doing it in full terms but I think we've been told now it's, it's going to be applicable to the half-term holidays as well which is great um so, I think it's nice because the u k the British terms work every three months or so, don't they? So it's nice to be able to know that the next one's gonna be that time you know that much time away, so I'm gonna have time to think about that and even the some of the activities the children absolutely loved, we know that we can redo maybe yep. those ones, so the skating that particular one comes to this area did this venue um Annually, so it always comes around this time. But some of the little ones absolutely (coughs) loved it. I booked ice skating. I thought, oh, it's gonna be fine. And then on the morning, I thought, what on earth was I thinking? You know, there's really little children here. (laughs) And I've booked an ice rink session for them. But you know, Alhamdulillah, they absolutely loved them. There was a really young girl. Allah keep her well. I'm talking like she's younger than my Yusra, who's seven, so she must have been six or so in a massive abaya just skating like anything she was like wow. flying on the ice subhanallah and we were all like wow and here's me like really worried thinking <laughs> I hope no one has an accident and I hope yeah. they enjoy it and and I said to like one of the one of the children said that oh we found it tricky and my feet are aching I said but you've done something that you thought you couldn't do and now you know that you can do it do you know what I mean so it's nice to be able to plan maybe next year, you know, that that would be a good one to do again. So I think, yeah, you're right. It's good to have a break and it's good to know when you're next going to be exerting yourself as well. Have you been planning goals and stuff next year? Wow, that's an interesting question. I did a, I, I talked about this in one of my recent podcasts about being organized and planning. I have planned certain things that I really would like to do. One of the things I want to do before the end of the year—what we, this is the twenty-third as of today—we're recording this. So, um, I want to finish Quran recitation. Not that I haven't finished it before, but I'm doing it with a particular teacher who's absolute military when it comes to Tajweed, and I've done it from the beginning. And I think I've got a few years left. So I said to her, "I'm gonna." Booking extra lessons with you, she said. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I've just got it in my mind that I have to finish the year, having finished it. Inshallah, then I know that I've done it with this particular teacher. So I'm actually really excited, Inshallah, about doing that. And then for next year, I have. So I'm doing my. I've been really lucky enough to be sponsored to do some leadership training. Do you know the Common Purpose training? Have you heard of? That's no. like an international. Well, it's not. I think it's national, but there are international forums. So they do like really high level leadership training so that's sort of coming to an end we've got a session in January and then one in May and then we finished and the reason I got sponsored to do that is because a Muslim sort of local organization sponsored me because they want a Muslim leader to then go forward and use those skills in the community so in my mind I've got a few things I want to do after that so that'll be about springtime um yeah, and then some personal things as well. So I guess I should write it down because I said to I said to my listeners to write it down. So I will in the few days that I'm off actually make it a, a nice list to see what is it that I'm doing and when do I want to do it by because it, it's in different areas, isn't it? Your professional stuff and then your personal things, mm. you know, home with your children. Um so yeah. It is a lot to think about. Like
1: I know like people think on one hand it feels easy oh yeah just create like a goal and put it down but on the other hand if you're actually really thinking about it it's it's not that easy when you think about all the areas that you want to do and then what that looks like
0: yeah
1: in the actual year like well when will that happen how will that happen how is it going to happen around the kids how is it going to happen you know like along everything else you're doing um and it actually does take a lot of like time and effort and
0: energy just to kind of sit with it um I think also something I heard recently which is really good was to chop things off at list that maybe you're doing now and that they're not either they're not productive or it's still not right the right time to do them
1: yeah
0: or not and I feel like because I did that recent like maybe in the in this year since COVID happened some stuff I thought no I can't give the time to that anymore because then I think you have to be kind to yourself, isn't it, as well? Because there's some stuff maybe you do that isn't really not it's not helpful, but you haven't got the time and the capacity or the energy to do it and it drains you.
1: Yeah. So I think um I, I was listening to um like some coaches talking and they were I think they were talking in terms of business and stuff, but mm-hmm. I I see it in the li- in life as well generally. But they said basically in terms of what things you want to do it has to fit into a hell yes and even even if it's kind of like oh maybe I could do that oh yeah that sounds like a good idea Mm. that's not a hundred percent hell yes that it's something I need and I am going to be doing it's Mm. it's the possibility maybe so at this moment in time it's not priority shall fit um and come back to it later just focus on the priorities and that's basically it like i guess it's a way of protecting your boundaries i guess and protecting your energy yeah um because that's what it was more about like you know
0: yeah yeah
1: how do you protect your energy how do you like say no and stuff well you need to decide yeah and just stick to your guns
0: and say no Um, sometimes yeah, no, you're absolutely right i think especially when you do something for ages and you get used to it and people might associate your face or name with it and think oh yeah they'll do it but then i think somewhere down the line you have to think no I can't do it I'm doing too much hmm. so, do you yeah. feel like
1: you do a lot because I feel like you do so much
0: <laughs> so do you know last week I went I was speaking to one of my assistants at work and she said she said I show you genuinely the most busiest person you I know like ever and I thought oh that's I don't know did I take that as a compliment I started laughing do I feel like I do too much yeah but I think my brain just like I said doesn't stop thinking like I don't see th- I don't think anything I, think, oh, I can't do that I always think oh yeah I could do that how do how could I do that like even yeah. even this training that I'm doing this leadership training I'm doing it's really intense it takes a few hours per session and it's live and everything and it really makes you think and then you have to come back out of it to attend to the children and then obviously you're homeschooling on top of that and then um the parent coaching and the side of things and then this community work but do you know what Halima? there's not none of it that i don't enjoy so even this sort of voluntary stuff that i do like you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah in answer to your question it is a huge amount but i think alhamdulillah you have to think that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you to do certain things do you know what yeah. i mean you could have picked anyone so i'm up i always be absolutely honored Beyond belief, like sometimes things happen, it really makes you think. So, a lady, for example, l- was it last week? Last week, someone contacted and said they want to take a shahada. Right? I'd never heard of them, and she said somebody said you do shahadas. I started laughing. I said okay, because I don't, I don't do them per se, but obviously I'm associated with the masjid, So I said yeah, that's fine. And then because she contacted me, we she came into the masjid on Friday, and hamdulillah, she took a shahada and. She's not the first one because another one took a shahada maybe a month before that. And then another person contacted, I think, last week or so. And I said, yeah, just give my number. And when you do something like that, you feel so humbled because you think it's just pure coincidence that Allah chooses you to be there at that time to do that particular thing, if you get what I mean. Um, So one of the sisters who I did the shahada with in the summer, contacted me again and said she's getting married alhamdulillah and would I be you know uh, willing to come to the wedding and I just thought that was so lovely because she said I don't know if you remember me and I don't I don't know if you know but that was like you had a really profound impact on my life that day and I thought subhanAllah you don't think of it like that you know you you do your thing and then you move away and you do the next thing and you don't Go back and think about it. And it's so 100% important to keep humble whenever you do these things. Um, So some things I do and I think it might be out of the way to go and do them. But I think, have I got the capacity to do it? And if yes, you know, is it going to be beneficial for the person? If it is and it means you're going out your way for a little while, then so be it. Do you know what I mean? I think Alhamdulillah, has chosen you to do that. But obviously not to exert yourself beyond limit. But yeah, yeah, I do do too much. And I know I do too much, but I have moved back from some things that I was doing. So like, say, you know, the study circle, I did that for 10 years in the masjid, which is a long time. And I started that from nothing. It was three ladies in an empty classroom, literally, because when I got married and came, there was no community at all. And then it grew and grew and grew and it, there's 100 families registered by the end and we do fund those activities, blah, 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 blah. But then when I had my youngest in COVID, I had made a conscious decision and just step back from all of it, even though that's like a massive thing in itself. Um, and some people still don't know that I completely stepped away from that whole Mastered Committee and, and uh, study circle and everything. But I had to for my mental health because it, it comes to a point where it does get too much and you're balancing a hundred different responsibilities do you know what I mean um so I'm really glad that I did that because I think I would have um you know gone beyond beyond my limits especially in COVID and especially as a not well yeah I was a new mom again because I'd had a little one and had her quite early um so I think it is really really important to sometimes just step back and say I'm sorry I can't do that right now um but alhamdulillah I think a good leader is somebody who steps back and you push other people into positions you know, as well. Yeah. And be willing to do that. Sometimes, I think, in a, not sometimes, a lot of times in a lot of masjids, I know this from experience, there's people who hold on to positions and they don't move. And you think Allah's you know, watching you and you've got an accountability to do something in that position, not just have a title and sit and do nothing. So for me, it doesn't make a difference whether you're in a position formally or not, as long as you're doing what you said you're going to do. If you're a community leader, then lead the community, you know, do things for the community, for the betterment of the children and the ladies and and general people. So that's the way I view it. It's
1: quite profound.
0: Yeah, I think we went off into a different topic entirely. <laughs> Entire. Yeah,
1: which is quite normal for them. so it's okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the listeners will get used to this but as long uh, as they enjoy uh, it and get something from it inshallah
0: yeah yeah
1: but coming back to it I think you're talking about obviously um the goals and stuff
0: yeah so coming um, back to the goals I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna get a pen and paper and write down because there's some things that I do want to do that I haven't done yet some things that maybe I should move back from and some things that I started off and they were on a slow burn and I'm sort of thinking oh shall I carry on with that shall I not so I think I need to be honest with myself, it's right?
1: <clears throat> see, I, actually, like, this is good, quite, because I have a um a project that I've been mm-hmm. working on. And it's, I started off, I feel like I've invested a lot of time, energy, and effort into it. Mm-hmm. And I've got to a point where, like, it doesn't really, like, motivate me. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that feels like I need to see it through. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like... I've just wasted my time and wasted my energy and wasted money and wasted everything, <laughs> wasted so many resources. And if I don't see it through, I feel like I've just like pulled the plug. Um, well, no, see,
0: that's really, that's really interesting you said that. I had this conversation with my husband a while back because I don't know anybody who's done as many different variety of random projects as he has because most people just know him as the imam, right? There's a hundred other things that he's done. And one day I said to him, Like, do not feel sometimes, like, what is the point of doing them? And he said, absolutely not. He said, nothing is a failure from every single thing. You can say I learned, like, at least 10 skills, and I took them on to the next thing, and I took them on to the next thing. And he says, one day, if if Allah allows, I'm going to write a book about everything I've done, because maybe you do 100 projects, and, yeah, they're not so successful, but one is... Mm So, so what? Because it took you a hundred times to get to that one. But once you've cracked that one, you might not even gotten to that one if you didn't do all these other ones. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes I say it to him, but isn't it tiring? Like, don't you feel like, oh my God, I put this much time and effort. He says, no, I never, ever do. I just file it away in my mind and say, okay, what do I learn from this? That wasn't meant to be. Let's just carry on. But well, When
1: going. is the right time to say, like, right? okay, I think I've had put enough. enough. Put enough in like, resources investment into this project now
0: when you probably said what you just said a minute ago which is you feel like <laughs> you don't feel like you're hell yeah about it you're like you just feel like actually i've you you specifically said you've put the time and effort into it not that oh, i'm enjoying doing it so it's more like you're finishing it for the sake of saying that i finished it because i started it Mm. yeah that is true like i feel like i have to see it through because
1: Mm. otherwise it's kind of like a failed project yeah um yeah which is like it's what you said was like really cool there there is no failed projects they're just Mm -hmm. lessons learned Mm -hmm.
0: but if you look at all the top the top top entrepreneurs they always say that they failed the x y and z and Look at um JK Rowling, didn't she send her manuscript off to like, I don't know how many publishers, she just sticks out in my mind because I was in um year seven when this Harry Potter phenomena came out so I actually read the first book as soon as it had been published, you know, without knowing it was going to be really famous because I used to go to a reading club because I was obsessed with reading I loved reading and I used to pretend that I couldn't read properly just to get into this club at lunchtime (laughs) I still remember so the first day the mentor like was reading with me I I deliberately made a few mistakes and she turned around and said to the other one I think this girl's already quite good at reading so I made a few more mistakes so just that I could stay in the club (laughs) that's how obsessed I was so when the new books came out they'd buy them in Um, but anyway I remember years later obviously she turned really successful blah 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 reading somewhere about how loads of people rejected like imagine she just gave up and said oh you know what I mean like oh forget it it's um I've written this entire book and it's going to be a failure but she kept going and I think it's just like that with any other project sometimes just put it either put it on hold or just let it go because it's not like you can't put it on hold and you might maybe in five years time it would be the right time to come back to it it doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere or Mm -hmm. put it on hold and if in five years' time you've done amazing other things, you don't you wouldn't ever need to come back to it, but at least you've learned from it. And I think sometimes you just do need to let go. Because imagine how many more hours and effort you're going to put into something that you're not even that into. I've got something to think about. Definitely. Right, because I love Khairan for Sister Halima as ever for joining me on this week's Mixed Podcast on a range of topics as we come to the end of the year. So it's probably going to be the last one for this year inshallah and i hope if you well wherever you're listening from you get to have a nice few days of rest and just relaxation before getting busy again in the new year of course it never stops but do try and take some time out for yourself to recharge and re-energize inshallah and we will see you on the next one salaam alaikum wa khairan halima
1: alaikum